A, B, C. A always, B, B, C closing. Always be closing. What's up, everybody? Another episode, Scared Money, Don't Make Money. Um, another awesome guest we have for you guys today. It is a uh, retired Sergeant Major Spadero, the former command senior enlisted leader of United States Indo-Pacific Command. Uh, it took us about five minutes to get that right. So we got it right. We did it. Um, but anyways, as always, we got your boy Roy here to just, I don't know if he's got smart glasses on today. I guess we'll see. We're going to make it work. Um, so, damn, I forgot him. <laughs> I'm gonna let uh, retire Sergeant Major. I'm gonna let you talk about yourself for a minute, explain to our people who you were, um, what you did, and then, um, and then we'll, we'll yeah. you know, find out what you're doing now. Yeah, well, hey, aloha to the Scared Money Don't Make Money podcast. And, and I gotta tell you, to, to, to Cameron and Clifford, this is a privilege. And, and, and thank you for allowing me to share this time with you and your incredible audience, which I've been tracking. And, and, and I got to say, you guys are the voice that, I, that I, I'm so appreciative. Like I said, yeah, I, I just retired on 1 April after uh, 34 years, 11 months and 28 days of, of service. Um, so you could say 35. I had the Man. coolest job. I was, I got to I was a United States Marine, and, and, and so that means if you do the math, I came in in 1985 before most of your audience was born. Um, and, and, and it was just, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Guy. I'm sorry. I, I just had to think about how old I was. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I did the math for you, you know? And, 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 and so, yeah, it was just a blast. And, my, and I, I finished with my last position at, as Cameron said, as the command senior enlisted leader for the United States and the Pacific Command. And that's, as you all know, it's one of our geographic combatant commands. So I got to serve on the Joint Force. So I had 380,000 soldier, sailors, airmen, Marines on my morning report every day. Um, it was our largest geographic combatant command. So it went from Bollywood to Hollywood, from polar bears to penguins. That's about 52% of the world's surface. Um, and, and we're the ones that, these are the ones that are responsible for the entire war fighting effort in, we would say, the most consequential area of operations in the world, and that's the Indo-Pacific. Yeah. And you just had one of my best friends in the whole world on, uh, Command Sergeant Major, retired, John Wayne Trox, <laughs> so did almost 38 years. Man. Um, <laughs> we're the, but uh, he was the senior enlisted advisor to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So I got to work for Command Sergeant Major Troxel, our, our former SEAC number three, the yep. third one, for four years. And it was just joyous. And, and, and so he got me attracted to this. So I want to be part of making sure that y'all understand is, hey, I believe it. Scared money? Don't make money. But so, yeah, so I'm a retired Marine. Um, I don't have I know you're all looking for the crayons in the background. All I got to tell you about the crayons is that I've learned to take the paper off them. And, ah. and red is my favorite color when That's I'm eating trick. crayons. That's the trick. Um, so what do you <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do now, sir? Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty cool after retirement. Um, you know, one thing is when you're in these positions and, and if you stick around for a while, um, one thing you're going to learn is it's, it's not just about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationships. And it's these relationships you make along the way. So when I was transitioning out, some people contacted me. And so now I'm serving as a, a board or consultant member 
for mm-hmm. a bunch of different organizations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could say them on here and let yeah, you know. Yeah, what I'm, well, I'm doing. Uh, well, I mean, you're straight. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I, I, I serve along for uh, Beaver Fit USA. And mm-hmm. uh, Beaver Fit is probably some of the coolest things you'll see out there if you're concerned about your health and wellness. So if you go to any of our gyms right now, mm-hmm. you're going to see a Connex box. And inside that Connex box is material that can be pulled out. It, it's completely deployable. But it's just not that Connex box for high intensity training. It's stuff that we have in the gym. So Beaver Fit was created by uh, Tom Beaver, who's out of the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and two other guys here in the, in the United States. Yeah. And they started Beaver Fit to take care of our warfighters with the equipment that they want. So the mm-hmm. warfighters actually build this equipment to their specifications. So I consult with them. I work with a company called Bravo Sierra, and they're a company that's I've concerned that. with, oh, okay, hope you use yeah. the stuff. That's why I smell and yeah. look so good right yeah. now. <laughs> but but they're, they're making stuff for the oh, warrior. And it's all, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's all special stuff that's, it's made for the warfighter by yeah. the warfighter. That's also, that's concerned about making them most prepared and ready, especially when they're deployed with a bunch of product that's incredible. So if you go to their website, bravosierra.com, you'll love it. Um, but the probably the coolest gigs I have is with, um, I'm with the Robert Irvine Foundation. Okay. And I don't know if you all heard of Chef Robert Irvine. Chef, yep. Chef Robert Irvine, Restaurant his, Impossible. His bars are delicious. Those The crunch mm-hmm. bar things, those things are amazing. Fit crunch, fit crunch, <laughs> yes. fit crunch, fit crunch. <laughs> Buy fit crunch. Get Fit Crunch. It's sponsor, the best. Sponsor this show, Fit Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Hey, I'm going to tell Chef Irvine. Do but, but Chef, they get Chef Irvine on the show. You'd love it. It just, um, Chef Irvine's incredible. And, and he's doing a bunch of stuff for our, our men and women yes. in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of them. He's taking care of their families. He's taking care of veterans. And he has a foundation, the Robert Irvine Foundation. Yeah. So they hired me on to work on his foundation. And mm-hmm. it's, it's joyous, yeah. uh, especially what he's doing. And his, you know what he says? Make the impossible possible. Possible. Mm. <laughs> So watch his show Thursday nights, Food Channel Network, and eat the crunch bars. <laughs> Boom. Um, but one of the other cool things I'm with, and, and probably um, uh, Command Sergeant Major Troxel spoke about this, is FitOps. Yes. And FitOps is out there, and, and what FitOps is doing, it's saving our veterans' lives right now. Because they realize that a lot of our veterans are attracted to what? This high-powered lifestyle. They want to be with others. They want to take care of others. They want to improve each other. So that's what FitOps is doing. So I got to sit on the FitOps board, okay. and, it, and it's just so cool. Yeah, um, loving it, um, and that's fun. And, and I, I sit on a couple other consultancy boards, like with Emory University, their health yeah. event initiative programs, the Youth Impact Program. Yeah. They're taking our inner city kids, introducing them to how to be, you know, students. At the same time, pretty good football players. So that's done by a guy named Ricky Ellison, mm-hmm. who's a really good American. Uh huh. Um, and then, you know, I got some other gigs, believe it or not. So yeah. I, <laughs> God, I, your calendar I, I, must be stacked. I teach at the Marine Corps University as an adjunct faculty member. Yeah. And oh, the man. only reason why I'm doing that, fellas, is I'm atoning for those sins for 35 years. So mm. when I'm teaching mm. leadership to our young Marines, I'm trying to make sure they don't do the same mistakes I made. Yep. And then also, um, I'm with two other really cool companies. One's called the Resilience Building Leader Program. And if Mm -hmm. you saw it on LinkedIn, this is a program where we provide one-on-one training 
to all different ranks in the military. It's sponsored by Air Force Cool, Army Cool, Navy oh. Cool, Marine Corps Cool. They pay for the certification, but it's a certification that's saying, you know what? You got the chops to be a leader. Uniquely for those that are transitioning, HR people now are looking, if you have this on your LinkedIn, and they're mm -hmm. looking for people that have this certification. It just said, we validated your leadership. And it's mm -hmm. a great program. It's called RBLP. Mm -hmm. You can see it on LinkedIn. And then I'm with this company called Fifth Principle. And Fifth Principle is a, a startup company. Yeah. It's with Hope, a guy named uh, Chris Greca. He's a retired command sergeant major who was the central command senior enlisted leader. Yeah. And uh, he started Fifth Principle. And Fifth Principle is about muddy boots leadership. Or yeah. the most important part of leadership is who? The people you serve for. Yep. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we go around, we do analysis of companies, yeah. and we tell them how to recognize your most important asset, your people. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing I think we've got to change. You heard some stories says, you know, the customer comes first, the customer comes first. Mm -hmm. But we try to teach a lot of businesses, no. Your yeah. employees come exactly. first. Exactly. So when your employees come first, then your customers will be taken care of. Infinite yeah. mindset, Roy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah that. That's what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm open to anything else. I, I've done a couple of private speaking gigs, so people will hire me. And yeah. I'll go to, like, say, companies. For sure. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them about, you know, how to – and I don't like to talk just about leadership because, hey, guys, you realize, you know when you learned about leadership? When you're in kindergarten. And if you yeah. remember kindergarten, what was it? Be nice to one another. <laughs> yeah. Lead the line, Res Johnny. <laughs> Re res respect one another. Respect. And, and don't run with scissors. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you come in the military and what do we tell you? Be nice yeah. to one another, respect yeah. one another, and keep your fingers straight off the trigger until you tend to shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It doesn't change. Yeah. So I get to do stuff like that. So, yeah. And I just like I said, you know what I did early this morning? See that water out there? I was outside at surfing. How's that? Man, at six o'clock this morning. So, oh. so where, where are you from? Like, like where'd you uh, grow up at? Uh, I'm from the coolest state in the union. It's this place called New Jersey. I knew you're so, from. I knew you're going to say New Jersey <laughs> with the last name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. <laughs> That's why you like Sopranos too. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You, could, you could take the boy out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the boy. So no yes, way. proudly from the, the the wonderful Garden State. Yes, the Garden State. That's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen it. I have great not movie. seen it. It's I have not movie. seen great, it. Great, great movie. Great. We talk movies next one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, no man, you are doing a lot. Exactly. I mean, you like you're you're pretty well versed. I mean. Especially like I just counted like one, two, three, yeah, there's at least four, six, five, seven. six, like six, six <laughs> organizations like that you work with. Like so scared money don't make money. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> like, like so like did you like did you get like and like in tune with these companies before your separation? Or like did they just kind of like follow follow with you I, once you got little, out? Literally Clifford, it was phone calls right when I was getting out because mm -hmm. of friendships. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mentioned Chris Greca. He serves with BeaverFit, yeah. and he told BeaverFit they're looking to build their military consultancy board. And they said, hey, could you give them a call? I get a phone call. Cold call is driving. Yeah. And I was talking <laughs> to the president of their company, and, and it's like, wow, I got offered a job. I called my wife, and I said, yeah, I just got offered a great job. Hey, what's She's happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then right after that, a, a friend of mine, a retired general, went to work for Bravo Sierra as, on their military consulting board. They're mm. looking for someone. Also, I get a phone call. Hey, do you want to join us with Bravo Sierra? They tell me, I was like, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Irvine was an incredible friend for a long time, working with him with the USO. Yeah. And uh, he knew when I would transition, I get a phone call one day from him and says, hey, I want you to come work <laughs> for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Marine Corps University, I thought was... I was going to be doing volunteer work and all of a sudden yeah. they asked when I was retiring, they said, Hey, would you like to become a uh, adjunct faculty member? I'm like, sure. And all of a sudden I'm filling okay. out, they bring me in and I got to start filling out this pay information. I go, what's this for? They go, we pay you. I go, huh? Really? I said, I go, shit, I would have done this for free. So. <laughs> that's, that's always the best ones when there's the ones that you would do for free. <laughs> and, then, no. then, and, then, and then, and then the incredible connection with, 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 uh, the SEAC, you know, and, and the SEAC mm-hmm. has, has really provided me some great opportunities right yeah. now, especially the work we're going to do on FitOps is, oh, is yeah. just incredible. So, and oh, then yeah. with this other one, um, I can't believe I forgot it. One more, add that to the number. Okay. And I hope you're, I hope you're, no, I really, this is a big plea because I hope your listeners go to this one. It's called fourblock.org. So four, F-O-U-R block, all one word, dot yeah. org, like O-R-G. Uh-huh. Yeah. What they're doing is they're really aiding is veterans that are transitioning. And it's not your typical, like I said, skill bridge is great and all this stuff. Four Block is a mentorship program. And what they do is they have high-powered people in Fortune 500 companies that are former veterans themselves, possibly. Mm-hmm. They assign that person to be a mentor to the veteran, and they help them through their transition. So this is someone you can call up. Someone that's going to talk to you, give you straight talk. So no one's going to blow sunshine up your behind and tell you that you're great. And Mm -hmm. you're going to go get paid a lot of money on the way out. They're going to set you up for success because this is what we find. A lot of the transitioning veterans, they only last one year in their first job. And it's about 71%. One year in their first job out of service. Yeah. Hey, isn't isn't the goal is you want to have a couple of years, start building your chops, so that's what Four Block does. So if they mm-hmm. can really go check out fourblock.org, I sit on their National Leadership Council, okay. and I love it. We're that's saving amazing. lives. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is that enough, Clifford? Are you okay, man? Are you out of breath? I'm, I'm not. Nah, hey, like I'm listening. Yeah. I'm writing down. Like I try to write down my notes so I have yeah, more questions. He is. He's a note taker. So I'm like, I'm. I I feel as if I'm starting to become like I'm the reach out person. So obviously, like I'm the, like I'm the one that messes. You know. Uh, Troxel and like pretty, you know, uh, Chief Sim, all these other people. Like, I'm the one that's hitting them up, and uh, because I'm just like that, I'm like, whatever, what's gonna work? Like, the worst they're gonna say is no, or I'm busy, or they don't respond, you know. And so, um, but now Roy's like my note taker, like, he's like, he's my structure, you know, like every every good relationship has those two, <laughs> you know, the, you yin, got, yin. the yin and the yang. And so, um, that's funny though that you talk about the four block one because. I don't know if you remember, Roy, this, we talked about that, almost that exact same idea like a year and a half ago when I got to Pennsylvania, remember? We were, it, we, we, it was, we were talking about that exact same thing as trying to hook up, but then we noticed that there were a lot of, there were a lot of people already in that space, already doing a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in retrospect, we're like, well, we don't, we don't, we don't need to, you know, why not just more so just push people to those places Yeah, those old, like, those instead of, we don't need to create our own place right now. Like we have so many other things that we can do to help, you know, to help this market of people and so forth that, you know, yeah. let's let those people, those people do that now, now that we've learned all about it, we can push people to it. And then, you know, now like that, and that, you know, that what, 
in essence, I guess a year ago was probably the spawn of the podcast. We just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, like when, when it comes to all of that, I think it's really cool that that stuff happens because um, so I remember coming in and I met so many senior enlisted people like they were like on eggshells, like, oh, man, like I'm transitioning out like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that they have a lot more programs available yeah. to veterans for that transition out because yeah. it I, I've met a lot of people like they're at the end of the road and they're like man what am I gonna do next so yeah. but I'm I'm glad I, I met those people because it always had me think about life after I will yeah, always right. say I always say like set yourself up while you're in but prepare for that exit time because if you don't it, it's coming quick yeah, yeah, no, you guys, that's what it's, you know, and it's also, you know, the problem is, is that they really made it cookie cutter and you can't paint it all by the same by number. So the, yeah. the young man or woman that's getting out after four years, yeah, it's not the same at 10, mm. 20, 30, or 35. So these are different yeah. events. Yeah. And, and, and I used to agonize when I was still in uniform, is I used to agonize about that young man or woman that was leaving after four years. Because one, I was hoping they left with a happy heart. Oh, yeah. But two, they were set up for success. Because yeah. I didn't want them to become the statistics we see now mm-hmm. with our transitioning veterans. And that's why I really, I am so, I, I think what you two are doing with recruiting for 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 the national guard is is unbelievable yeah. and, and i and i used to like beg him like go try the guard why not oh yeah yeah you're saying it's, it's a safety net <laughs> it's a safety net yeah and i know that's yeah. the, that's what we always talk about like you know because roy being is still he's still an active duty recruiter and then me being guard recruiter like that's one of the things yeah. we talk about too is um the differences and even the similarities like you know and that's that's what the podcast came about was that you know, and I was talking to somebody the other day is these are the converse, the conversations we have on the show are conversations we know other people are having, but, but yeah. there's never in a big portion. It's just like, Hey, you're sitting at a desk, like bullshitting with the other dude. And you're like, man, that, they might, it may, they might even think you're crazy. Like I know a buddy of mine hit me up and he said, man, I'm listening to your podcast. And he said, I told my recruiters that same thing. And they thought I was freaking nuts. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Put them on the podcast, man. Like these, these, these are not, you know, I, I don't want anyone to think we're doing anything um, brand new. I think we're just, yeah. we're just doing it in a new format, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know and, what, and that's why we're bringing a new school to it. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is what, why, this is why it's critical. And I, and I hope this is why it's important what you're connecting to your listeners is this is where, you know, this is where I think as the old guy looking now at what need to be done. Yeah. is your voices because mm-hmm. your voices are critical. If you want to know something you're being listened to. And, and I mean, I, I was, you know, a, a young man that I'm working with here in Hawaii is just got out of the army. He was an entrepreneur, started his own mail company box service. It didn't work out because unfortunately, because of COVID yeah. he's looking yeah. for different things. Now I was just saying, Hey, I'm going to be on scared money. Don't make me because I listened to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, and, and that's where it was like one of those points you're like, Yes, you know, Clifford and Cameron are the voices <laughs> that our young folks need to listen to right now because yeah. they're going to listen to you. They're yeah. not going to listen to me. Okay, don't, yeah. but listen to you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for that sure. That, that, that is one of the things. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I, I'm older. That's the only reason why. Um, 
I mean, though, I got one question though, because I, I wanted to ask this question before I forgot, because sometimes I yeah. do forget. How did you join the Marines when you joined? What what led you down that path yeah. of like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just go do that. Yeah, that's always interesting like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it, it, it's a funny thing is that I was in um, Rutgers University, of course, typical in New oh, Jersey. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I was having a lot of fun. Um, and I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was getting into senior year, but um, more importantly, you know, my my dad was a Marine, my brother was a Marine, and oh, um, I, yeah. I I got to the point where I said, hey, you know, I, I think I'm wasting a little bit of time and money here at, at the university. And, and I said, I need a change and, and I need drastic change. And I need something that, and I also wanted the challenge. Yeah. And I knew the Marine Corps to me represented a challenge because I heard my dad always talking about it. My brother talking about it. I saw their service. My dad was a Korean War vet. My brother was a Vietnam War vet. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, okay. And also here's the other thing is, um, you know, they said I couldn't do it. And, and, and I accepted yeah. a challenge from my, my family because they said, look, you know, you're a mama's boy and you're not going to make it six months. Mm. This five years later. Yeah, that was a that was a good driving thing, though. And it, yeah. was, it was a yeah. motivator to me is that I'm not going to fail or quit because I thought I was quitting college. And that was a failure to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had to, in my mind, how do I make up for this? So mm-hmm. let me go to the most drastic thing. And I, I, I still remember that first day of recruit training when the drill instructor woke everybody up at four o'clock and you're like going, oh, my God, is this a bad dream right now? And, and, but, it, you know, you, you suck it up and, and all of a sudden you get through recruit training and you're like, OK, I accomplished something. Yeah. And everything yeah. in the military becomes then is certain challenges are presented to you that you keep doing different accomplishments. And it starts feeding you that you say, I could do this. But you're also showing, you know, I, I wanted to show others that, you know what, I, I can be a Marine and, and I can accept, you know, everything that the Marine Corps offered. And so anything they were doing too. So early on in my career, I was afforded a really cool um, different positions. I got to become a Marine security guard, which was mm. really cool. Oh, okay. At the embassy, right? So, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'd be, I be learning. No, it was a blast. I mean, here's this kid from New Jersey, and I had less than two years in the Marine Corps, and I end up in the Ivory Coast. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. You know, then I went to Botswana, and I'm like, wow. Then Ooh, I went to South cool. Africa, and I went, wow. And it's just, this is cool. I mean, I'm a kid from New Jersey, you know, yeah. and, and look where now I'm, I'm overseas. Yeah. So, and that's when I decided to stay in. And, um, and it was funny because I thought I was getting out. <laughs> so after the first four years, I thought after I was finishing with security guard, I thought I was getting out. And um, my mom, who had a real bad problem when I signed up for the Marine Corps, mm. um, I remember telling my mom, hey, hey I think I'm going to get out. I wanted to go become an L.A. police officer back then. Yeah. It, she sent me a Western Union telegram. And I don't know if you guys remember oh, this. Man. This is the old day before faxes and the stuff like that. The old W.U. Yeah. My, my mom sent me a Western Union telegram. I was in Botswana. And she said, Anthony, if you get out of the Marine Corps, I'll break your knees. Love, mom. I called up the uh, career planner, <laughs> signed on for another four years, never looked back after that. Hey, sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> and then and then they're asking you like, so what made you change your mind? Like, yeah, um, my, my mama says she gonna break everywhere. my knees. <laughs> you know, but, you know and, and I think that's like the typical thing. You know, when you're going through that that time, it's like, you know, what am I gonna do? You know, you're you're yeah. trying to find your way. You're yeah. trying to chart it. You know, I, I kind of knew it was the Marine Corps, but I. I you know, but then once you sign back on, you just don't look back. And, and and they never did after that. And it was literally the only reason why I stayed this long was the people. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. the people. And I'll always say it was the Marines. And then I got to go to the Joint Services. Yep. Wow. So hold on. Why the Air Force y'all are so good? <laughs> oh, right, wait, wait, now, wait a minute. Now, I, 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 used to, I used to do a list why I love the United States Air Force so much, you know. And, and, you wow. Know, well, no, no. First off, you know, I, I, the chow halls. Yeah, they are, fi- they are fire. Right, right, but, but, but here's the other thing that blew my mind. Offutt Air Force Base. What? Wait a minute. I've heard that. The, it's like, it was like voted number one in the Air Force. The biggest gym in the world. Yeah. Oh. I was in shock. And I mean, it was like a Marine's dream when I was there. I was just like, look at this place. You know, yep. you could never do the same thing twice. You know um, why? But Global no. Strike Command. They got, That's all right. the, they got all the money. But no, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it was along the way. And this is, you know, and, and I, I've talked to a bunch of my friends that are chief master sergeants in the Air Force. And, and it was one thing that John Troxon always talked about is the real difference maker among us all is when you don't see the uniform, you see the person. Yeah, And so this is the thing is that, you know, not only the Air Force, um, I have so many brothers I consider that are Army command sergeants, majors, um, Navy master chiefs, Marine Mm -hmm. sergeants, majors, master gunnery sergeants. This is an intense brotherhood. Yeah. And and that's like, and I'm sure you guys are realizing that, you know, the the, the other, you know, your guys and gals in the Air Force that you serve alongside are just great people. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them. I mean, <laughs> I, I can honestly say like well, one or two, all right. One, one, one or two don't make the cut. I mean, but I can, I can probably say like even like he probably got more people that don't make the cut than I do. Um, but like for me, realist. It, it's just the experiences and the people. It's just I always told people when it was time for me to re up again, it was because I was still having fun and kind of sort of I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah. Um, so it, it the the experiences that you have, like you said, like being from Jersey, and like me being from St. Louis, it was just so many yeah. things I got to experience. Like in your wildest dreams, you just wouldn't imagine. Um. So yeah, I, I can only imagine thirty five years of experience, like and the levels that you held. I, I, I know think, you have uh, stories for days. I think. Uh, yeah. One of the. The main lessons I like, I, especially these last couple of days, because as Roy knows, like I go from zero to a hundred super quick. So real quick, r- very quick. And so I dive into stuff. And so like I've, you know, since we've been doing the podcast, every single night I'm up researching how do people start their their recruiting companies? How do people get yeah. into sales? What are the best sales sites? And it's funny, you know, uh, I talked to a lady today. She contacted me on LinkedIn and. um she was like, what's your, what is your industry? Or like, what are you, what are you and your friend? Like, what's the podcast? What are you guys trying to attempt? And, uh, and it was funny. Cause this, I think this is, I was going to tell you Roy is, I think this is the first time I actually had to put it on like 
paper and I was like, oh God, I got to make this make sense. Cause this lady probably knows yeah. what the hell she's talking about. And I was like, um, well, we, you know, are doing the podcast and we eventually want to open up a consulting and recruiting firm. Yeah. So I thought I was good. I was like, bet we're good. And she said, well, no, no. Like what specifically though? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh damn. And I was like, well, we want to do, you know, consulting and recruiting uh, management is specifically for, for recruiters, uh, talent management teams, uh, human resources, and and yeah. the general management teams of a company. And she's like, okay, that be told. And I was like, does that make sense? Like, I even asked her. I said, does that make sense? Yeah. This is my first time putting it on paper. And yeah. Uh, and you know, I'll be. And she said, in the in the, she said it's it's okay. Like, you it may not even if it didn't come out the first time. Like, it's just how it happens. And I said, well, how did you get started? If you don't mind me asking. And she kind of told me. And she said, honestly, though, um, you just fail until you make it. Yeah. And I was like, gosh. Yeah. And I think it's funny, you know, just what, you know, take take the lesson from the military, especially. Um, and I try to explain it to my civilian friends and things like that is they literally start out by breaking you the hell down. Like they yeah. make you fail. Like they don't care. Like you, you could pick up your bag fifteen different times, but they'll tell you all day you didn't pick that. You didn't pick that shit up right all fifteen times. But then you know, all of a sudden, your squad picks up the whole thing at right the same time, and you're like, sure. "We failed fifteen times, and on time sixteen, we finally got it right." And I think that's something I really try and press to people, even myself, is that with success comes failure like yes and if it and if you're successful without failure then your success is probably going to take a nosedive at some point because you haven't learned those lessons that you got to learn yeah you know the thing i think we have to start addressing though with that too um especially with some of the older people is what blocks us is ego and, and yeah. it's a lot of times it, yeah it's not so much trust and when i'm doing this yeah. and i'm teaching this and i says mostly to older people it's ego that blocks them because their ego is either preventing them yeah. or afraid, scared money don't make yes. money. They yep. don't want to take that chance. Can't be scared. And, and, right. And and that's what usually ego is, is such a, man, it, 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 it can really be debilitating to folks. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, you're trying when you're working with folks is how do you get past that? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that was interesting, you know, like how that, that woman was helping you and, and look at that, the quick lesson that you got for yeah. free yeah, 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 from yeah. that. And I mean, look what it forced you. you said, wow, I don't have this. I got to go put this on paper. I have to think it through. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the critical thing when we're trying to tell, especially transitioning veterans, is start thinking five years beyond. I go, I know that's hard. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I know that's difficult. Yeah. But I, I need you to think, where are you going to be from there? Yeah. It's the same question when I ask people when they join. Where do you yeah. see yourself in five years? If you join and if you don't. And it, it, like yeah. you said, it, it really... It, it's almost like how people talk about like a goal is not a goal until you write it down or something like that. Yeah. It's just a thought. It's the same yeah. thing. Like my, you know, I always talk about um, people hear me recruit sometimes and they just laugh at me because people try and give me like, you know, general answers. Oh, I just want to serve. Cause you know, cause I sure. want to do this. And I'm like, but that doesn't answer the question. Like, why are you doing this? You know, like, what do you want to gain? It's okay to say that you want to gain something from doing this yeah. decision. I think that's enough. People are scared to say what they want to gain because then they have to understand what it's going to take to get it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how you guys get to work with that, you know, and I think that's the thing that you're, you're working, especially now with the generation now yeah. and, 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 and trying to see that. And, and, and I got it, you know, trying to ask him for five years. Well, okay, let's talk even three, Yep. you know, but I'm trying to say is where do you position is, is a lot of times we're so worried. And I don't mean to sound military in this, but we, we're so worried about the tactical or what's no, in yeah. front of us. <clears throat> we don't, we don't look at the strategic or the long-term effects yeah. of what it can mean. And, and I got it when you're, when you're 22 years old, yeah, I was 22 <laughs> years once too. And I, I, all I was worried about was 23. Yep. You know, I wasn't worried about 28 and, and, and it's, it's easy for me to say that now. Yep. So I think this is where though you all are relating it a lot better Yeah. to that, to, to that person at that sweet spot. And, and especially how you want to help people transitioning, you know, setting up talent management, mm-hmm putting people in the best, you know, one of the things we're suffering right now is like I said, is so many of our veterans don't last that long their first year of employment because yeah. one, they're unhappy. Yeah. And why are they usually unhappy in exit surveys? They're missing the camaraderie that yep. the military was affording them. Correct. Yep. Something, something, yeah, something went away. So how do we get them in organizations that they're going to feel that same type of crowd? A lot of them, Hey, they want to go make a lot of money. Don't Everybody. blame them. Everybody want my money. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I don't blame them, but sometimes, you know, when you're trying to talk them through, it's like, if you could like give a little less money, yep. but you can't wait to get to work every day, isn't yep. that worth it? Where I've seen a lot of um, transitioning veterans, they've gotten to make a lot of money their first year, yep. but why they're leaving it is that it, it's kind of aimless. It's very cutthroat. Yep. Um, so, you know, if they're willing to give up a little bit. Yeah but to join an organization where they feel socially aligned, they can't wait to go to work every day. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of worth it? No. Oh yeah. I had a, I have a, we have a family friend. Um, she's known me since I was really small and she's a, she's out here in California as a lawyer. And um, like the last time I had talked to her, she was working one place. And then I talked to her, you know, recently and I was like, Oh, how's the job going? She's like, Oh, I got a new job. And I was like, you got a new job, like, and you know, and that's not, and that's not normally in her character either. Is she's, you know, and she's like, yeah, man. She's like, I, I just, I wasn't as happy as I thought I was going to be. Like, I was, yeah, managing a lot of people and the organization. You know, it just, I wasn't, it wasn't driving for me at the time. She said, so you know what? I took a pay cut. I went yeah. to this other sector, and she said, I'm so happy now. She's like, I get yeah. to, I get to practice, I get to practice the way that I want to practice, I go home and I spend time with my family and I don't have to stress about anything. And I think that's one of the things um, I've really been trying to talk to people about is like, man, like if there's anything that crossing over to the, to the, to the air national guard taught me, it was like, man, money and money and everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, y- yes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's kind of, that's the one thing too. We have to like, you know, when you, when you work for uncle sugar, remember uncle Sugar's providing a lot of things that you don't realize. <laughs> and then when all of a sudden you depart uncle sugar and it's like a lot of these things disappear and you're just getting a straight salary. Yep. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, how do you sit there and, and how do you talk is what is the true essence of a salary? Yeah. What are the benefits from it? What are you preparing? And, and I got it when you're 22, 23, you're, you're not seeing it. Yeah. Um, 
You see, but, I see you know, it now. <laughs> Three kids and a wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but how do you sit there? And I think there's ways, and that's why I think where I want your generation is, is how could you at least make those connections that at least plant some seeds mm-hmm. that they're like, okay, I, I'm going to try to get my act together. I'm going to try to yeah. s- succeed. You know, that's what I worry about. Even just building your network, like, Yes. You know, like I was at, I was at, you know, obviously through this and not, you know, say, take away the podcast. Like, you know, I have friends who, um, you know, military wise are very successful, but you go look at their LinkedIn profile. They might not even have one or they, they, or they have one and it's, you know, by lack of a better word, it's trash. And you're like, bro. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, well, you got 14 years from retirement. Who cares? I'm like, bro, my 14 years started 10 years ago on how I'm going to get hired when I get out of here. So like we got to, you know, you're like, you're right. Like it's, and that's just, it's young people. It's separating service members. It's just kind of everyone with, with how much technology there is. People don't even have to call you anymore to figure out if they want to hire you to hire you. And, and that, and that's one of the things I'm also starting to learn is like, um, so, uh, ATS applicant tracking system. I just learned that. I just wrote that recently. It is, uh, you know, it's the term that, uh, the companies use as far as like the algorithm that spits out the resumes to the hiring people at the company, which obviously is not good for a recruiter and it's not good for the applicant. (laughs) So, yeah. You know, you just you just touched on a on a great thing is that even the importance of of LinkedIn mm-hmm. and the right LinkedIn and it's 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 when you know when you go through the transition readiness seminars, you know, there yeah. there's whole classes now on yep. the effectiveness of LinkedIn. And a lot of times, like you said, they get the right picture up there. Yep. You know, how mm-hmm. many times do they have the wrong picture? Hey, look, the, the funny little selfie that you're taking in the car with the sunglasses <laughs> trying to look tough. Uh-huh. Hey, some HR person's not going to take it. And they tell nope. you to have that presentable picture with yep. a smile. Um, that's critical. It, it's cleaning it up. Yeah. Um, mm. Because you just said it. And, and, and a lot of times now they're just doing that quick algorithm search. And in 30 seconds, they're going to determine if you're going to go to the next level. So yep. your whole life that you're working on becomes 30 seconds to an HR person right now. So, so how do you, you know, you know, that that's critical. And how do we get young men and women to start realizing it? And also too, LinkedIn, you know, hey, Facebook is Facebook, LinkedIn is LinkedIn. Yeah. And and then some people are starting to, you know, they cross those lines with LinkedIn. Well, here's the other thing is the HR folks are looking at your LinkedIn profile. And if it looks like yes. a Facebook thing, they don't, yep. They're not gonna take you. And, and and I got it where Facebook is fun and Instagram is fun and, and hey, that's those are those realms. But also too, there's a little bit of discretion that's needed. Yeah. because they're also looking at that now and, and you're putting it out there. So, so, you know, it's, it, you're damned if you do damned, if you don't. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to have the crazy Facebook pages with all the crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah. But when, when, you know, the, you know, super X, Y, Z fortune 500 companies not calling you back. Yep. And that's why people don't get either. They're like, but I, but I do, I have so much. I'm like, bro, like, yep yo present present presentation <laughs> it is it, it, it's, it's honestly to this day i always say like as people like move forward like going to like political arenas and things like that like man you pretty much got to tell your kid like from birth like look 
Um, you yeah. can't have a Facebook page <laughs> because you you might want to be president one day, or you might yeah. want to be a senator one day because that they they I mean yo, it's so much. What's that? The 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 digital track record, footprint. Or digital digital footprint. Yeah, yeah, man, like I, everything, I'm, I'm, bro. I, I'll be scared for the day. Like my kid, like can I get a Facebook page? No. <laughs> I just had I just had a picture from when I was in recruiting school pop up on my Google Photos thing. Yeah, I I deleted I like it was like a a meme or something. I deleted it six years ago and it just popped up on my Google. Never even like. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, here's the other thing that's really hard with that too, and this is a whole another podcast to talk about, but it's this weaponization of social media right now that the bad guys, the adversaries, are doing. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, no, but it is. It's called the weaponization of social media. Troxel and I have talked about this at length in another podcast we did yeah. about the issues with this right now because the adversaries use it. But for instance, if you were to put my name into just if you just put Anthony Spadaro on Facebook, look how many profiles come up yeah. that aren't mine. Mm. Same with Instagram. Yeah. Same with um, um, Twitter, which I'm active on. Yeah. Um, so many fake accounts. And, 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 you know, and they're just pulling these public pictures. Yeah. So these pictures are already public and you're hoping they're a good picture, please. Right. Um, but these bad guys are using it. They're using it to scam and stuff. So this is another thing about social media, how you have to be smart about it. Yeah. Because the, the adversary is using it and, and you really always want to make sure you're doing that. You know, a good friend of mine, Scott Stalker, used to be over at um, our NSA. <laughs> what a name. And he, and like he works Scott at the Stalker. NSA? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why don't even better? He's at, He's now the command senior enlist leader for United States Space Command. Oh, I want him. So, <laughs> we we could get you. We could get you him. He would love it. Uh, that's one phone call. You know, and I call him. He'll just say yes. What time do you want me on? Um, but his. He used to say the coolest thing is that you know we teach weapons maintenance, yeah, but man. we don't teach to our to our young men and women in uniform is social media yes. uh, mm. maintenance. Yeah. And, and, and I got it. And, and I said, look, I know what you're trying to do on it. Okay. But there's still, remember, some things could be seen. And, yeah. and, and don't blame me if we're not, you know, or you just said it perfect, Clifford. You know, you got to start doing it from day one. I know some guys that didn't get positions because their wives' social media pages yes. were not there the was, best. There yeah. was that guy who got fired. In, uh, he got fired because of that thing his wife did in San Francisco where she like was badgering that dude. They fired her and they fired the husband. Yep. It's called employment at will. It's so, exactly. Yeah, oh. I learned about that, and that is crazy. Um, yeah. But you're right. So, no, I, yeah. Someone took my stuff. I don't know. Did I tell you that, Roy? Uh-uh. Someone took – they didn't take my pictures, but they – but I showed Adrian, somebody tried to add me on Facebook and I was like, I don't know this person. And then I looked at like the little header stuff where like, if you look at my Facebook, it says like, I love food, music. I do a podcast. It was copied verbatim. And I sent it to Adrian and I was like, yo, check this out. And then one of my recruits, he just posted on his Instagram that somebody stole his, somebody stole all his Instagram stuff too. All his pictures, name, all that. I mean, I was trying to do the mm. LinkedIn and stuff like that. And I just put scared money, don't make money on Facebook. And also I'm looking at 50 sites. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still yeah. like, yeah, it's funny. Cause like, if you, if you do, if, if you look up scare money, don't make money on Google, um, it's like a couple episodes of this here, this thing there, 
Um, I think, but we're really kind of the first people to actually try and make a yeah. platform out of it. And I love it. Like I said, this is even your, your say, it's, it's so powerful. It I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because like, to me, like when it comes to being scared, like, I mean, by nature, like sometimes we're just fearful of something. Like you said, like you are uh, like the fear of uh, failing. Um, sometimes we just got like that intrinsic motivation of like, yo, you just want to prove everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. I, I think a lot of times for for some people, and I, I heard when it was like Michael Jordan on the um, the docu series. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I didn't watch it. I didn't he, watch it yet. You didn't watch it yet? Oh man! So I'm gonna try to watch TV, dog. I'll be researching. I, I know. <laughs> I research too. But like, this is a good one. That because, was research. Like, yo, he, it was like he made up a whole conversation with another player and like went out there and like dominated like the second yeah. half. Because like he just needed a reason to just like light oh. a fire up under himself. You know, you know, guys. Yeah, I mean, I used to talk about this when I would do town halls with a lot of the, the younger men and women. And, and like I said, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the next two people I'm going to mention, but I have this deep respect for them. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Tom. I'm not a fan of Tom Brady because I'm a New York Giants fan. Oh, there you go. Okay. And, and I'm not a fan of LeBron James because I'm a New York Knicks fan. But I think they are the two premier athletes in the world. You want to know why I respect them so deeply? If you ever look at their lives, their lives, they control it because you know what they want? They want one thing and one thing only is to win championships. And they devote their entire year to trying everything. Their whole life is geared to it. But they're so disciplined in their approaches. And like you're saying, they already have this discipline. Why? They want to win. Yeah. Okay. Now they get paid a lot of money. No doubt about it. And, and I feel they earn every dollar. You know why? Because they spend part of their own money to make themselves better. You know, Tom Brady has his own people that do his food, his workouts, yeah. but he's in his forties and he's winning Super Bowls. Yeah. LeBron James, he could go to any place, but what does he do all year long? He practices basketball and he's devoted to it and you know what and he's also a good person his message is right he's not showing up on bad social media (laughs) accounts he's but he's not no because you know why he doesn't want to destroy that image so he's devoted himself to that but he pays a lot of his own money to make sure that happens so like i said as far as their teams not a fan but them as human beings and the models that they're doing yeah I, i i could look at a disciplined life yeah. And, and I can relate that to people in, in the armed forces right now is that, look, if, if you try to take the, and, and all the advantages that the armed forces are offering you, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to pay for it, yep. but you can be the best person in this and then get out and capitalize on this. Yep. But again, they have a vision. Yep. And, and you yeah. said, Michael Jordan, he wrote this down. It's the best in the game ever. Why? Yeah. Look at this guy with single focus was to be the best. <laughs> that, that discipline. I, and it is, it is kind of crazy how, like, even in the armed services, like, you learn a discipline. But then for some people, it either taper off to a far left. It stays stagnant. Like, but, like, that discipline, I think sometimes yeah. we have to – refocus our motivation because i know for me like i just try to find that next that next thing that i haven't conquered yeah. and i like you know what i'll try that and if i fail 
Okay, I'll try it again. Good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what I call that though is I call that sustainability leadership. Yeah. And and it's something we need to practice is sustainability leadership or sustaining things. And and that's what I think we see where some airmen might fall off because I think you know every airman or soldier or sailor or marine you know like they graduate recruit training they're like hey this is good yeah you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud i'm pretty excited right now you know the recruiter got me got me over there i'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself and then they may go on to their mos or a school yeah. and they're still feeling pretty good about themselves also they get to their next unit and it's how they're received is going to just is going to depend which way they're going to go for the next four years it's either going to be yeah, a good true. path or a bad path yeah. If they're treated like crap when they get to their first unit, I guarantee you that person's not re-enlisting. Yeah. No, 100%. But if all of a sudden they're taken care of, they get a good mentor that says, this is what you need to do, that sustainability leadership. Yeah. Well, like I said, it sustains itself throughout a career. So thank God, you know, when I got to my first unit, so there's people that, that cared about me. Yeah. And, and then I said, man, this is, wow, this is important. But look at, look at like I said, when you first came in, there might have been some people there that those first units that weren't the best examples. And people are like, why should I stay in if there are going to be people like this in the military? Yeah. That's how I tell people when I came into recruiting is, uh, you know, cause I, like we talked about earlier, you know, before we started recording is, you know, um, some recruiters have good experiences. Some recruiters have bad experience, you know, and yeah. um, I always tell people, you know, uh, I was Roy and I were very fortunate um, to have the flight chief that we did because I really, I'm a firm believer in that he made recruiting for us what it is today. Um, you know, cause how we had gotten yeah. there and it, and it had been a different story. Maybe we, maybe we wouldn't have taken to it as much as, as we did. Yeah. And so, um, I told people that all the time, like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry, you got a rough patch this first time around. I was very fortunate to have who I did. Um, cause he, you know, showed me the light per se and that and motivated me to want to be better yeah you know and, and now you'll remember that person right oh yeah yep. oh man. yeah oh yeah, yeah that's oh yeah we still talk to him now i mean but like it, it's i and I, I think i deal with it as a recruiter like we yeah. meet so many people now but here, here's the the downside a lot of people will like block their own blessing or their own opportunity yeah. because of like, oh, well, I heard this is bad. Like, it's kind of like joining different branches. Like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to go over there because I heard this or that. Like, but did you do it? Like, no. So just because their experience was one way, why are you going to block this opportunity for yourself? Yeah. And we, I don't know why do we have such a mental block for certain things. Like it's, I'll use a simple analogy: trying food. Oh no, no, I, I can't try that because like my dad says that. Like I try yes. to make it my business to yes. try something. Like yes. if I haven't tried it before, like I give it a shot, and then if I hear it another time and it's prepared by somebody else, depending yes. on my first experience, I may or may not try that shit. But what a great analogy. Well, let's yes. well, well even 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 the military. Let's be. I mean. How you know, like we talked about earlier, the stigmas and stuff like that. You put the army, you put the air force and the marines next to each other. What are people automatically going to probably jump to nine times out of ten? Probably the air force, right? But look how successful you've been. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what people yeah. don't understand is it's not 
it's not about the initial offer. It's about yeah. what you do with that offer and, turn yeah. it, and take it, take it to where you can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's, like I said, there's so many different factors and you know, this specifically as recruiters, it, it could be that family connection. Yep. It could be a school teacher. Legacy. It could be a neighborhood <laughs> friend that came in and said, this is why, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, you got, you got the army, Navy, air force, Marine Corps, and the coast Guard thrown at these young men or women, you know, look at the hyper competitiveness and what, which all wants to offer. Yep. And, and like I said, I'm not going to, and I'm never going to say one is better than the other. And, and you yep. can put me and, and put me through the torture racks. I'm still not going to say <laughs> one is better than the other. I'm not, because I think that does such an injustice to all these men and women that wear this uniform. Because I yep. used to tell everyone, when I look at our uniform, and if I put my hand over this part when I used to wear one, yeah. if I put my hand over this part, just this three quarters of what's over the left pocket, the only thing still left is U.S. Yeah. And I said, that's the one commonality all our uniforms have is that U.S. Yeah. And you know what? And I'm in the United States, not the un-United States. Yeah. And, 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 and so, you know, I said, like, I don't really care really what uniform you have on. Yeah. It's just that you're serving. And, and I'm not going to say, and I'm never going to do the jokes. You know what I mean? I, yeah. When I was a young guy, yeah. sure, I, I, I participated <laughs> in all the jokes. I have a great one. So, and I, and I, could pull, I could pull every service joke right now for, you know, for, for three hours of a podcast, but you know, when, when you get a little bit more mature and, and, you know, I think what it is is when you go to, when I deployed overseas and, and I started, you know, deployed, you know, to Iraq and then I deployed to Afghanistan and I was in joint services and it was like, Whoa. Yeah. Wow. This is no difference, man. And, and, and everyone wants to, to kick ass and everyone wants to beat a bad guy. Yep. And that's our unifying factor. <laughs> that's right. Unity. Yeah. So, like, uh, I said, but like, I, like I said, that's the only thing that troubles me is sometimes right now, I think we're in the United States instead of the United States. So, yeah. And so, um, so as we, so we got about five minutes left. And so, I know we have, no, don't worry. I tell, I, I, I'm, I'm, so now I'm gonna start telling all our guests, like, so after our first year, of podcast we want to have like a like a reu- like some reunion episodes so like yes. so you know we'll get you and uh Troxon, uh Troxon. same one you got to put us together yep. we're gonna yep. talk yep. to yep. and then you know we don't start we don't start <laughs> hooking people together and then uh you know but um so i would say so from you know strictly how you've experienced the civilian sector since you got out in april is like yeah. What advice I would would you say um, you've seen, not even just veterans, people getting out of the military, but just as a general sense, where do you think there's a disparity as far as people getting jobs or marketing themselves? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Per, I mean, first off, another quick plug, scared money don't make money. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, this is why your, your term resonates. And this is why I'm going to use this now anecdotally to just kind of wind it up with this and what's the difference and literally a scared money don't make money it's that you know i I, why aren't you willing to take this risk Mm. and because that's what it is is the risk is going to bring the reward and i think it's their egos are blocking them because they are afraid of failure and ego is one of the things we find is that you're that will block your failure because you're just going to say i don't want to attempt it yeah. Um, so the, the problem, though, I see is doing the right transition. And, and this is the issue is that the transition readiness is so different, but there's so much offered. 
skill bridge that they have. And, and there's so yeah. many programs out right now that, that they could experience that will make transition perfect. So again, for someone like Command Star Major Troxel and myself, completely different. Yeah. 35 years, our Rolodex is different. You cannot yeah. compare us to someone getting out at 30 or 20 or you just can't. Yeah. yeah. But my advice to though, and especially like that 20 year veteran or that 30 year veteran that's getting out the 10 year yeah. is the four blocks.orgs, these organizations yeah. getting on them, getting on them early, mm-hmm. building that network. And I bet you that transition is going to be seamless, mm. but thinking the ego is just because you say I was in the military and they're going to come and hire me. <laughs> no, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. But the issue is, is this, and, and you guys want to set up your talent management. So I did a podcast with, with four block a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this was my challenge to the HR folks out there is I'm going to take any young man who does even four years in the military, five years that they're an officer. And you yeah. know what they're going to, they, they would have gone to at least one, or two leadership schools in that sure. time frame. I said, yep. you show me anyone that you're trying to hire right out there in the civilian world that has any type of leadership experience from the get-go, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. So this is the one thing, at least our folks in the military have that leg up. Yeah. And the longer they stay in, so if you do 13 years like you did, Cameron, yeah. you went to two leadership schools. I did. Yeah. All right. When you go to work for Lowe's or Home Depot or anyone, Amazon, you know what they're not doing? They're not sending their folks to leadership school. No, yeah. We invest on that. So that's what I'm saying is that at least that veteran, mm-hmm. they have to capitalize on it that they have these advantages yeah. over that 22-year-old that, you know, they said, well, the 22-year-old, why don't we just take a chance? <clears throat> okay, take the chance and fail because I'm at least going to give you someone. Else. And here's the thing, though. One last thing. When we're like, say you say you get out at 26, 27, or 28. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. Your boss might be younger than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But let's look at the military. Yep. When a second lieutenant comes out and joins your unit, what do yep. you call them? Even if you have 30 years, yep. you know what you sir. call them? Sir. Yes, sir. Or yep. yes, ma'am. Yep. Wow. So, so don't tell me the military is going to have some problem because we know I don't understand it. What I do warn them though, if you give that military person a chance, soon people will be calling them sir or ma'am. Yeah, for sure. So what do you see? So, so what do you see from a civilian aspect when someone's trying to get a job so far? Yeah. You know, I, I think they're not marketing themselves correctly yeah. and, 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 and taking, and, but the problem is there's too many ways. And this is where I need your guys help, especially if you're going to be talent managers and HR professionals <laughs> is no, seriously, is that the problem is, is um, when you're going through these searches, they say, well, you got to write a resume for this, a resume for that. There's no like universal resume. Correct. So how do we help them to at least get the different types of resumes out there yeah. that are going to get to that algorithm you mentioned and that 30 yeah. seconds is going to work. So I think this is the issue, especially with a lot of the organizations we have benefiting military veterans is how do you get that right resume out there? Yeah. And someone tells them like, Oh, you have a great resume. And also they're not getting a job. Yep. Then yeah. someone else looks at it. Oh, this resume is not very good. How do you, mm-hmm. so how can, that's the thing I think we need to work with HR professionals is yeah. what is this good military resume for that yeah. transitioning veteran? Yeah. That's going to beat that 30 second test. Yeah. Mm. No, for sure. Um, Roy, you got anything? Nah, like, um, 
Did you already ask the question? Like, what does I, scared money don't make money for you? I didn't. That's the so now. So yeah. Right, so every show. Now? So every right. show we like. You know, you've been saying it, you've been living it. Now, you, now, now you gotta explain it. <laughs> you gotta explain it. Like you gotta you gotta you so, gotta God. break it down. So what hey, does scared like money don't make money hey, mean hey, to when, you? What was it? What, we, we met a month ago when, when when John Wayne Troxel came, he said, I did scared money don't make money, and I bust out laughing. And all, and all, and all of a sudden I went, That is so cool because all went right there and said, Look, you know what? If you don't take the chance, you're not gonna make it. Yep. Period. If you don't take the chance, if you're scared, because an old buddy of mine used to say when we're in, young guys in the Marine Corps, hey, if you're scared, go to church. Yeah. And I used to remember that. And so that's when I heard scared money don't make money. I heard thought of my one buddy, Kenny Kaiser, used to say, hey, if you're scared, go to church. Um, okay. Not that I'm saying you got to go to church for not because yeah. you're scared. You no, you're for the right, right reason. Right. Yeah. But no, no. Yeah, no, I got I to gotta be careful. It's right? a phrase, people. <laughs> It is a phrase. It's Honey a phrase. Is the root of all evil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, don't, you don't have any. But no, like yep. I said, we're the scared money, and I want you guys to keep repeating it. Is that like, hey, if, if you don't take the chance, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. No. So I know a bunch of people out there, I've seen them, are scared. They're afraid. Yeah. And you know why they're afraid? Because they, they have a shattered ego because someone told them they failed. You know what? I, I want to tell me because I'm going to try to make it better. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, so scared money don't make money. Hey, if you don't take the chance, or well, who's it like uh, Wayne Dretsky said, for every shot you don't take, it's a goal you don't make. Yeah, no. yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I decided to. Uh, what like is that? What is that one? Yeah, I went yet, right? Like a uh, like a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the shots uh, you a hundred percent don't make. So yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, but like, but that's scared money don't make money, guys, and, yeah. and that's why it just it just resonates to me deeply. I've been saying it a lot lately. My, 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 my poor wife, she keeps hearing me right now. Falsen, with some things going on with COVID, I go, hey, scared money don't make money. She gets you a car and you like, like every time you say it, bing. I was hoping to see some swag. That's right. I hope to see some swag. I can't wait to wear the shirt, man. Oh, so my oh, supplier, man. so I hit some, so my supplier, so is she, uh, she's at, her and her husband are actually on the way. He's one of my best friends, my buddy, Josh. Holla at you. Uh, she's they're PCSing to Alaska. So ah, right. somebody said the same thing. They went on Facebook. They're like, "Yo, can I get a shirt?" And I tagged her, and she's like, "I'm out of business for until I get my household goods." Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, she made our shirts, and so um, you know, obviously, Good. I, I want to hook her up because she's she's a friend of mine and everything. Let so. me know. I, I want to be the first to buy one. There you go. Yeah. And so because uh, you know why? And like I said, I want to buy one. You know why? Because <laughs> oh. no money don't make any. That's right. That's right, right there. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Hey. You can't give it away. We also, it's, I'm also just a tech sergeant. And he's just a master, so I don't got these things stockpiled. You got to buy your own. I bought. <laughs> <my> own. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of rough. Uh, rough. This mic was like, hmm. <laughs> no, my, then I had to get the light. They kept right? on I made him the get the. I made him get the light. His, you know, his wife's like, "What can make you buy now?" <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that's exactly what. Like, she's looking at the charger, like, "What is this now?" Like, look, man, it's a. It's why I podcast. Cam said my light is not good, bro. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, hey, uh, guys, but seriously, this is, like I said, I, I've been so excited, especially when I knew, um, when, when John Wayne Troxel is doing something like that. And I always say, when John Wayne Troxel does something, you know, he usually has me at hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, you know, his vetting, and, and he's only going to go on something that, that's meaningful. 
Yeah. And it means it, it's meaning a difference and making a difference. And, and I said, I told you that quick story and hopefully he gets to listen to it when it comes up is Julian Eisenberg out here in Honolulu. Mm -hmm. When I mentioned it's going to be on, here's a young soldier just transitioned. And right away he goes, I know that podcast. And I was like, <laughs> so, so you're reaching and, and that's all I want you guys to keep doing. I, I'm going to pray that this podcast continues to make it and, and, yep. and will do well because you are that voice. And you're that connective voice to those young men and women in uniform right now that are they're going to listen to you all because you're going to connect to them. Yeah. And when you connect to them, you may improve that ego. <laughs> they're going to be willing to take a chance. Yeah. They're not going to be afraid. And you know what? They're going to make some money. Hey, and you want to know something, though? It's just going to make our society better. It's going to make them better. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to keep that podcast going. <laughs> There you go. That's it. All right. Well, um, we appreciate you, of course. Um, God bless you guys. By all means, uh, there there will be a reunion for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I just uh, leave you with this. It's it's a privilege to serve. Yep. And, and it's a, it is. It's a privilege to serve, and it's a privilege to serve alongside you all and for you all, and especially now how I'm trying to help our veterans. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's a privilege. Yeah. And, I, and I can't take it lightly. That's why I transition. I'm doing all the stuff you guys. Everything involves our veterans and their families because I have to give back. Yeah, I have to. No, for sure. But no, we appreciate you, sir. Um, uh, Roy, you got anything? Guys. Any lasting comments? Well, you know, that's. I mean, we already went over time. Like, it's always like, man, huh. we have so much fun doing this. Like, it's, it's like I said, it's just it's yeah. like us talking, like just rapping, um, just just try to always evolve, be better. If you always striving to be a better man, woman, husband, yes. father, yep. mother, sister, daughter, what have you, like you have no choice but to be a better human. Um, yep. Yeah. And you, you, you'll always do fine. So that's how I look at it. That's all yep. I got. All right. Well, Hey Clifford. Oh, you Cameron. Go. Yeah. God bless you both guys. Nah, we appreciate you. Appreciate um, you. That's a, that's a wrap. Don't